0: Welcome to the New Books Network. How do former combatants experience what they've done in cases of violent conflict? How do they think about their enemies? How does this differ in different kinds of conflicts? Welcome to International Horizons, a podcast of the Ralph Bunch Institute for International Studies that brings scholarly and diplomatic expertise to bear on our understanding of a wide range of international issues. My name is John Torpy and I'm director of the Ralph Bunch Institute at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York. We're fortunate to have with us today Leticia Bukai, who is a Professor of Political Sociology at the Institut National des Langues et des Civilisations Orientales, sometimes better known as INALCO, and also a member of the Institut Universitaire de France. She she focuses on activists and combatants' mobilization, violence, and post-violence situations, and has conducted fieldwork in Algeria, the Palestinian territories and South Africa. Her most recent book in English is called Forgiveness and Resentment, Post-Conflict Algeria France and South Africa, uh, and it's been published by the University of Pennsylvania Press in 2019. Thanks for being with us today, Leticia Bukai.
1: Hello, John, and thank you for the invitation.
0: Great to have you here. So this is a very interesting piece of work that continues uh, work that you've been doing for a long time. Uh, Your book is being translated into English. It's, uh, you know, to me an unusual kind of subject for a sociologist to tackle. You attempt in the the book to analyze the post-war reconstructions uh, developed by former fighters in apartheid-era South Africa and in uh, war-torn Algeria in the context of the French-Algerian War. So maybe you could explain, you know, to start with, what exactly you're trying to do in the book.
1: Well, yes, you know, peace is often considered through political accords, international negotiations, and peace treaties. But in fact, peace doesn't happen only because local or international political have decided so Uh, my question somehow is what happens on the ground how do people cope with the project of peace maybe they support it but maybe they don't support it maybe they don't agree with uh, this project of peace so the the political resolution of a conflict is is not necessarily followed by the pacification of society so to question the state of peace I chose to, to focus on, ex, on, on combatants, on, rather on ex-combatants. Um, so this is a reflection on the combatants' experience after the end of hostilities and what's, once there is a peace agreement. So through the, the narratives of individuals who have perpetrated violence or who have been exposed uh, to violence, through the account of, of the past and the, the standing of, of peace, the idea is to explore the, the processes of the demobilization of minds, that's the, the words of John Horn, a historian who studied the Second World War, demobilization of minds, and, and to try to see if there is, or not, awakening of the culture of war. So. These processes are are supposed to lead to the full acceptance of the ex-enemy. You know, the question is, can the ex-enemy, can he become a partner? Maybe not a friend, maybe that's going too far, but can he become a partner? Or at least can he become a a legitimate member of the political community? That would be peace um, among the, the individual level.
0: So uh, very interesting set of questions. I mean, but maybe you could talk a little bit about why you've chosen the particular cases that you've chosen. I mean, one is obviously French and has presumably a kind of natural uh, interest for you as a French person. But uh, you've also looked at South Africa. I mean, is there something particular about these two conflicts that uh, made you want to choose them?
1: Well, actually, it was... The, the comparison was really striking, and uh, when I, I I I had gone to Algeria for for many years, I knew Algeria before I started this uh, research. Um, I went to South Africa for the first time in two thousand and three, and I was really struck by the differences, because when you talk to an Algerian or a French activist who took part. Uh, in the war that happened, you know, now 60 years ago. Uh, sometimes it's really strange because some of them, when you talk to them, you feel like the war has happened a few months ago. You know, there is still a huge amount of anger, of bitterness. People talk it about talk about it with a lot of emotion. Whereas when I went, when I did this field work in, in South Africa in the years between 2003, 2010, um I was amazed by the fact that you know the conflict was not so far away, but the, the the people would talk much more about forgiveness, um, reconciliation, and in a in a very calm way. I mean, they, they would take, I mean, this was of course imposed by the political elites, this talk about reconciliation, but you know, most people would embrace it. Would they really believe in it? It's difficult to say. Uh, but that that would be they talk. So that that was really striking to see this difference. Because you know, you may think that time would appease, think that people learn with time to cope with the difficulties of past. Well, with France and Algeria, the 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 subject is still very emotional. And so the the big, it's almost South Africa and Algeria almost um, uh, opposite uh, cases, you know? It's interesting because um, the the FLN, the Front de Liberation Nationale, the Algerian Front de Liberation Nationale, and the South African ANC, African National Congress, had some connections, you know? Uh, The ANC, I mean, Uh, The FLN was an example for the ANC, how they liberated from colonialism, right? So, there are these connections between the two movements. But um, the scenarios were very, very different. uh, Because in South Africa, the, the theme of reconciliation has been preeminent, at least during the Mandalay years. And it shaped the society, and it shaped the common narratives. Whereas in Algeria, victory over, over colonialism was the thing, and is still the big thing. In South Africa, the INC made room for the ex-adversary in the political community. I mean, the, the Africaners, the political parties representing the Africaners, were in the arena, they were in parliament, they were partners, and uh, the, the, the government, the new government in South Africa, paid little reward to the ex-combatants, uh, the ex-combatants from the INC for their contribution to the struggle. In Algeria, it's completely different. The ex-adversary has vanished from the political community because they are no more French, um citizens in, in, in Algeria. Most of the Piennois, what we call the Piennois, the the uh Europeans who lived in Algeria left Algeria. The enormous majority left Algeria. So somehow the Algerians were between themselves and um the the, the government, the FLN government, um um chose to uh, cherish to to pay tribute to the veterans of the FLM the 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 ex combatants were have been elevated to the to the rank of heroes and they received generous rewards uh thanks to the oil rent so until now i mean the 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 ex-combatants or you know, sometimes they're not even called the ex-combatants, they are still seen as combatants, um, are rewarded for, 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 the, for the contribution to, to the war. And it's still, um, it's still a, a source of legitimacy to have fight, to have fought against colonialism and to be still mobilized against uh new forms of colonialism french colonialism
0: right i mean wouldn't you say that they're you know in certain respects fundamentally different kinds of conflicts i mean the south african conflict was you know internal basically i mean mk was often located outside the borders of south africa but uh essentially it was a kind of internal struggle that I'm not sure I would really ever call a war, whereas the French-Algerian story was one of, you know, a, a violent attempt to hold on to a colonial possession. And, you know, so in that sense, they are very different kinds of conflicts.
1: Well, but, you know, um, Algeria, they, they were part of France. They were départements. It was, they were inside the, the, the French Republic. And many French people at the time considered, I I mean, and officially it was the case, it was part of France, there were departments, there were three departments of France. And, uh, you know, it, it was not expected that the Europeans from Algeria, the Pied Noir, would leave massively Algeria. That's the big difference, actually, between France, between Algeria and South Africa. In South Africa, because the settlers came, you know, a few centuries ago, uh, they didn't have any connection anymore with Holland or with other European countries. In France, in Algeria, it was a bit different. The settlers came during the 19th century, but you know, most of these Pinois, they never When they came came to France in 1962, it was their first visit to France. They never had been in France because they came from Italy, from Spain, from France. And some of them were, you know, three generations or four generations uh, people. I mean, the FLN and the INC made total different choices. Um, But at the time of France Fanon, it was kind of legitimate, it was the spirit of the time to get rid of the colonists and to send them back home. At the time of the ANC, violence or, you know, the relation, this very conflictual relationship between the colonizer and the the, the colonized was completely different. Violence was not so legitimate in the in the 80s or in the 90s. So the ANC made a total different choice. But what is very interesting is that there is this ideological level, where Algeria has a very strong discourse against colonialism. And in South Africa, there is this discourse about forgiveness. But what is interesting is that on an individual level, on the intimate level, people have different, really opposite practices, because in South Africa, when you, you know, if you go to South Africa, of course, the relationship, the relationship, the relationships between blacks and whites are very different from what it was during the apartheid era. But there are still huge gaps separating blacks and whites. Um, And there is, still, you know, um, reluctance to mix with each other. I mean, you know, people tend to stay inside the community, even if they are, uh, of course, relationships at workplace, at schools, and so on. But people tend to stay inside the community and to have um, a limited practice of the multicultural society. What is interesting is that in Algeria and France, even if there is this very strong Um, uh, ideological belief about colonialism, fight against colonialism, and so on, Um, Eiffelian people, or Algerians, uh, are very, um, some of them, caked relationships with French people, with the pied Noir, and they are um, very keen, sometimes, to preserve this relationship, to 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 have encounters with uh, Pied Noir. And th- these encounters revealed the existence of a connection or at least a desire for connection that has survived the war and th- the subsequent uh, separation of these two people. There is some kind of, on both sides, of course, it's more common among Pied among French who lived in Algeria than among Algerians because the Algerians were exposed uh, to connection with the Europeans, of course, were fewers. It was only the people who lived in the, in the big cities like Algiers, Oran, and some other places. So it was a limited number of Algerians. But those who had interactions with Noir, there is as well on their side a kind of nostalgia, and they are a desire to connect or to reconnect with the, uh, these uh, people who used to live in Algeria.
0: I mean, this is all very interesting. Uh, I mean, to put it briefly, it seems to me there are two things going on. One is that, you know, you're basically saying that Algeria was a part of France for the continental or metropolitan French in a way that I think I was, I did simply not appreciate. Uh, And so that separation was more unnatural for at least those Algerian populations, whether European or, you know, native born Algerian. Um, So that's something, you know, I I think we should expand on a little bit. For example, you know, I don't remember exactly when did uh, France incorporate uh, or take over uh, Algeria and when did it become part of, you know, France, France, uh, as a whole. And then the other question is uh, about, you know, the importance of the ideas of forgiveness and reconciliation in South Africa, which, you know, sounds to me like a kind of ringing endorsement of the TRC, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission uh, as an effort to, you know, uh, bring these populations to a new kind of self-understanding, a post-apartheid self-understanding, the multicultural, Uh, self-understanding that you were talking about. Um, You you know, and and the TRC didn't always get the highest marks, I think, at the time. But what you're saying, it seems to me, is You know, it actually made a huge difference in South Africa's ability to to move forward. But anyway, let's maybe start with this question about Algeria and, you know, when it became part of France and the extent to which people in metropolitan France or continental France or whatever we should call it, um, you know, actually uh, thought of it as part of France,
1: well, um uh, Algeria was conquered uh during the 19th century in um in uh 90 in sorry in 1830 um and uh um, it, it became uh in the late 19th century it became um part of 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 uh, of France um as and incorporated as département Of course, uh, even if it was part of France, um, there were some, you know, even if it was part of the French Republic, the the Republican law was not applied completely in Algeria, like uh, there were differences of treatment uh, between French citizens and Algerian, the Algerian population. Who had the French nationality, but at the same time didn't have the full citizenship. So it was, a, you know, a dual uh, citizenship uh, regime. Um, you know, like um well, had to go to war. They participated in, in 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 the in the First World War and the Second World War. But at the same time, when they demobilized, they had um, they had a a package that was half of the the one that was given to the french citizens um so yes the 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 idea and that was what the french uh from algeria believed and some algerians as well believed that that was the say algeria was french algeria was part of france that was as simple as that um so um, um, that that's why you know uh, we we often compare uh, the Algerian war, the 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 significance it had to France, with the the Vietnam War, the the significance it had in in, in the United States. Uh, it's true that there there are a lot of similarities, you know, um, but the difference i mean somehow the algerian war is more important to france because it was not only people french people going to war in algeria it was as well a, a colony of, of France, and the connections were very strong because at the end of the algerian war when algeria became independent in 1962 about one people french people uh, european people from algeria came to France and I'm saying came because sometimes we say come back but it, it was not coming back it was coming going to France and for many of them it was the first time they went to France so it was um, it, they had to to start a new life and um, to 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 adapt um, to that um, so that's why it has um The Algerian question is still a subject of controversy in France and fuels a lot of emotion. It's because of the war, because of the practices, uh, the practice of torture especially continues to be one of the heated questions. Some people are still trying to defend the honor of the army and consider that torture was either necessary or a very residual practice. So it's just a mistake of a few people. Others consider that it was the main fault of the French Republic, and at the time, uh, you know, some some authors described the Algerian war even as a civil war in France, because there was a huge split among the generation of the resistance was really dominant in these years in France. Uh, the people who had resisted uh, Nazi Germany during the Second World War, they were in power, they had Uh, Huge positions. Some of them uh, stand with the idea that Algeria should stay in France. It would be like Pétain, it would be like, you know, um, renouncement to accept the idea that Algeria would separate with France. And the other part of the resistance uh, said that it was um, a scandal that the French army, the French, would practice torture, like the Nazi practiced torture um, against the resistance, that French was now practicing torture in Algeria. That was um, a big shock to them. So there was a huge split in this, among this generation of resistance and France was really divided. Um, So it was the question of the conduct of war, but it, it was as well um, the, 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 the question of the colonial system. Okay. And at the time, of course, there were already people denouncing the colonial system, um, pointing, uh, the injustice, the brutality of the colonial system, but now it's still a debate and the, those nostalgic for the French Algeria are still talking about the advantages of colonization, the the, the good things that colonization would have brought. I mean, this is still a talk in France. And uh, somehow the the failures of independent Algeria, the fact that it plunged into a civil war, rendered this French public opinions um uh, this i'm sorry these uh, opinions about you know um the 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 good thing about colonization were accepted by the french uh, public opinion uh in a, um more easily because um because of these uh, difficulties that algeria went through the nostalgic for french algeria made themselves hurt in the 90s in the year 2000 uh, and still you know try to convince or try to uh, impose their views about the good aspects of colonization of course Um, this is a debate and this is not necessarily the the common opinion uh, in, in France but you know there is still talk about that
0: how do the people in Algeria feel about this sort of idea?
1: Well, you know, somehow, this is a big gift given to the, po- to the political elite, to the political regime, because it gives them proofs, it gives them signs that the colonization mind is still on. So they can still defend the regime saying, we have to fight against colonialism. Colonialism is still here. So we need to preserve... Uh, the re- heritage of the revolution, and, you know, Bouteflika, um, the former president of Algeria, who was regarded as the one who ended the civil war in Algeria, he used a lot of rhetoric uh, against France, and that would mobilize the Algerian um, opinion against France, and that, that would be, you know, um, something Something that you need the Algerians among themselves because they have this they still have this enemy if the enemy is still here, then maybe they shouldn't fight against it, each other, but they should be careful about you know this um um still this uh, um attitudes these colonialist attitudes at, attempts to 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 be uh to have this uh um, um, desire of of colonizing the world and Algeria.
0: Right. So, you know, I don't know France, uh, certainly anywhere nearly as well as you do. Um, but when I'm there, it does always, hasn't always struck me that the Algerian war is... You know, is an issue, is a thing, and that still kind of haunts the country, and you know, has the kinds of uh, political consequences that you've been describing. And I guess the question, you know, apropos uh, the fact that the other case was South Africa, and that that seems to have worked out relatively well, at least in terms of the people getting getting along with each other, not in terms of resolving economic disparities. Which obviously persists in big ways, um, but I guess the question is: you know, would France? Is there some kind of process that you could imagine France going through that would help it get past this unpleasant past or this problematic past? I mean, is that something that you know people have talked about, or have suggested should happen, or does it just play out in you know in the media and in books that people write?
1: Well, you know, there have been several attempts, and um, Emmanuel Macron um, took some positions about the past. He, he asked Benjamin Stora, who's the, you know, one of the main historians about the, the Algerian war and the Algerian uh, French um, past, um, to, to write a report about about the past and about the wants of the past. So this published this report was published last year. And, you know, uh, there were a lot of reactions, comments, and um, it was decided that there would be a, a, a shared a commission of historians, French and uh, Algerian historians working together. So there is this commission, but, you know, Algeria is very slow to, to go to on this process. Algeria sometimes ask for apology, excuses from France, but What is good for Algeria is to ask for this apology, but without obtaining it, otherwise they cannot play with it anymore, you know, somehow. But um, Macron did several things. um, But the difficult thing is that there is two aspects with reconciliation with the Algerian war. Do you want to reconcile the French people among themselves about the the, the Algerian war? That is one thing. You know, the Pinois, the Harkis, the Harki are the people, the Algerian people who who, who fought with the French army against the FLN. And some of them came to France. So there are the Pinois, there are the Harkis, there are the, the, the veterans from the French army, the people who did their military service. Um, all kind of and there is the, the the immigrants or the descendants of immigrants from Algeria so there are different categories and you know each time a president uh, take a step maybe is is uh, contenting some some of these people but other people are unhappy about what he did so there is reconciliation among French people and then there is reconciliation between French and Algerian so and somehow these two um, goals are a bit contradictory. It's not easy to to to, to, to conduct the, the two processes together. Um, and uh, Macron did apologize for, um, you know, he, 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 the, there is this um, French mathematician uh was abducted by the French army, he was part of the Communist Party, he was abducted and he was killed by the, the French army. Um, his body was never um found and uh Macron, so you know 60 years after what happened, acknowledged that there was that it was the responsibility of the French state in this abduction and in this murder. So Andy apologized for that. He, he, he made as well a speech in direction of the Harkis to apologize uh, for, the, for the, the attitude of the French state towards them, because not only uh, were they sometimes abandoned in Algeria, but when they came to France, they were placed in camps and they were treated as second-class citizens. So, but at the same time, uh, Macron doesn't want to go too far and he he doesn't want, for example, he already made it clear that he would not apologize to Algeria and that what he says is that what is important is not to say, I'm sorry, but to acknowledge the past and to um, look for the truth. And, you know, he said that the historians have to work and to deliver the the truth about the past.
0: I mean, this raises for me one final question that I guess I'd like to ask. And, you know, it is about this work fits into some of the work, it seems to me, that's been going on for the last 20 years, I guess, on collective memory and on, you know, the ways in which the past impinges upon the present. And you know, it strikes me that this is a very different kind of history than, say, uh, Britain's, you know, a relationship with its colonies and its colonial past. Uh, it's, you know, much more about a very specific conflict that, you know, was in certain senses, you know, internal to France, but about a, a, a territory that was really, you know, that was independent until 150 years ago or whatever exactly it was. Um, and so, I I mean, does this, does it seem to you that this kind of problem of dealing with the past is more prevalent today than it used to be? Or is it, is this something that comes along whenever these kinds of conflicts take place and have to be wound down and, you know, resolved in a certain sense? Uh, I mean, is there any, anything particularly unique about the, the French story uh, with regard to Algeria?
1: Well, you know, somehow it's unique because the relations are still very strong between the two countries, because there is immigration, because there is this population of Noir, which is one million people and the descendants, because there are the Harkis, and because it's on both sides, uh, the ex-adversary or the other is 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 a, is a bit of an obsession. Um, and, um, so, and I think, you know, we, we are in an era as well where everybody is allowed or is encouraged to, to talk about his wants, his own personal wants and feelings. So of course there is room now for people to talk about, you know, the, the, the pain of leaving a country where you used to live or the pain that it. So that it was to, to live in, in a colonial country where you were despised and where you maybe you went to school with the Europeans, but you were not, you were regarded as a as different person. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I, I would say that in, um, yeah, in France, Algeria, what happens is in Algeria is still is, is still uh, uh, um, concerns, you know, it's still a matter of uh, interest for a lot of, of people. It's, it's, it's a foreign country, but it's a close foreign country where there is a lot of common history. And of course, all the talks, you know, there is a lot of, of things going on as well with debate about uh, racism, discrimination, Islam, um, the danger of Islamism and so on. And, you know, Algeria uh, is is connected to these things. So sometimes there is a big uh, kind of blending of all these issues uh, that are connected, but are, of course, very different. So the fantasy about Islam, about uh, what is a good Muslim, if you discriminate people or not, you know, there is as well talks from descendants of Algerians who say that discrimination in France is the same discrimination that happened during the colonial uh, Algeria. You know, there, there was this movement that was created in 2005, which is called Les Indigènes de la République, um, indigenous, Republic indigenous. Meaning that the the, the the Arab population is still treated as second-class citizens, like they were during the colonial era. I mean, of course, there is discrimination, racism in France going on, but it's very different from what happened during the colonial era, where you know, during the colonial era, there were there were laws, uh, you know, uh, that were uh, um uh, that were defining this system of discrimination i mean even if there is racism today in france the law is not against uh minority groups and they can fight against racism uh with the law so that's you know that's a huge difference of course
0: Fascinating. Uh, I'm afraid we've run out of time, but um, you know, incredibly interesting overview of what's happened in France around the uh, Algerian War and and parallel developments in uh, South Africa after the end of apartheid. Um, So I hope everybody will rush out and get, you know, your latest book or the one that you're in the process of getting published in in English. Uh, I want to thank Leticia Bukai for sharing her insights about the conflicts in French Algeria and in apartheid South Africa and after. Look for us on the New Books Network and remember to subscribe and rate International Horizons on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I want to thank Osvaldo Meno Aguilar for his technical assistance, as well as to acknowledge Duncan McKay for sharing his song, International Horizons, as the theme music for the show. This is John Torpy saying thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you with us for the next episode of International Horizons.